our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. No, there's no e real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. A new report from special counsel John Durham. Clinton campaign lawyers paid a tech company to infiltrate Trump servers to fabricate a connection between Trump and Russia. Hillary Clinton broke the law to frame Trump as a Russian traitor. This is truly unprecedented, truly something that has never happened in the history of our great country. This is a digital insurrection. Turns out the Trump-Russian collusion story was just a deflection from the Hillary-Russian collusion story. Trump was right. Trump was telling the truth. It was you, Hillary Clinton, who undermined our democracy. There are people that should go to jail. Lock her up, lock her up, lock her up, ladies and gentlemen. Give me one second here. It sounds like the uh, the audio is a little bit high, so I'm just going to bring down the microphone just a tad here. Sounds like we're a little bit high, and I don't want you guys to have your ears bleed. That looks about right, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. That's exactly what needs to happen. And, folks, if you were wondering... Why Hildebeest, the human garbage bag, the human, the human hefty bag, decided to come out and break her silence on this last night? It's because of how scared they are, how petrified they are of what is coming to their front doorstep. Otherwise, she would have made no comment at all. 
she would have done the same exact thing that she did when those two reporters tried to uh, catch her on the street and say, did you pay to spy on President Trump's campaign? Were you doing any illegal activity? And she just did the old queen wave, remember? She's like, ah, ah. But she broke her silence last night, which lets us know how incredibly terrified Hillary Clinton is, Barack Hussein Obama is, Joe Biden is, and the rest of the swamp. They know what's coming. They know what's coming. Did you see the last part of that video? If you're just joining in, I'm going to play the video one more time for you because I want you to read everything that it says. I want you to see everything that it says. Here's the video one more time for you. Check this out. (laughs) The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. No, there's no real evidence of that. Of course there is. Watch the end. A new report from special counsel John Durham. Clinton campaign lawyers paid a tech company to infiltrate Trump servers to fabricate a connection between Trump and Russia. Hillary Clinton broke the law to frame Trump as a Russian traitor. This is truly unprecedented, truly something that has never happened in the history of our great country. This is a digital insurrection. Turns out the Trump-Russian collusion story was just a deflection from the Hillary-Russian collusion story. Trump was right. Trump was telling the truth. It was you, Hillary Clinton, who undermined our democracy. There are people that should go to jail. Right here. Justice is coming for Hillary. Now, you take that with everything that President Trump has been saying lately about how happy everybody's going to be, but not only that, about 45th and 47th president. You're all going to be happy. What we're working on right now will turn everything upside down. And then he says, hopefully we won't have to get to the point where I become Speaker of the House in November. All of this stuff, ladies and gentlemen, Trump is number one. He understands TV. He understands marketing. He understands publicity. And he understands how to get people to the point of which when he um, does something spectacular or releases something that nobody knew, then everybody's paying attention. He understands what he's doing. So that's why everybody out there says nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. I respectfully and wholeheartedly disagree. I respectfully, wholeheartedly disagree. Uh, disagree, ladies and gentlemen. I think President Trump has got things up his sleeve that nobody knows about. We have spent our entire political lives, you, me, and so many other people, thinking, wow, the Democrats are always 10 steps ahead. And they were. I'll give them that. They were ahead of President Trump when it came to stealing the election. They were. That's just the plain, simple truth of it, ladies and gentlemen. He had, I don't think President Trump knew the scope in which they were getting ready to cheat. I think he knew a few things like the mail-in ballots. He called that out, the machines. He called that out. But using COVID to shut everything down to do it, I don't think anybody really saw that coming. And we should have seen it coming because Tony Fauci said it for so long. He's going to get her. Justice is coming for you, Hillary. That is the end of his video paid for by the Donald Trump campaign. And that was just put out. I cannot wait. Now, Before we get into shout outs and before we go to the Lord, I just want to tell you that new documents reveal that that tech firm that we talked about, Jaffe, that tech firm used by Hillary Clinton to illegally spy on President Trump's internet activity was also on Biden's campaign payroll in 2020. Newly released FEC records obtained by the Washington Free Beacon reveal that the 2020 Biden for President campaign employed the service of the same cybersecurity firm 
that Hillary Clinton reportedly used to illegally spy on Donald Trump's campaign during the 2016 presidency. New Star Information Services, you might see it, NIS, which is one of the main players at the center of Special Counsel John Durham's investigation into the origin of Trump-Russiagate hoax, was paid nearly $20,000 in 2020 for accounting and compliance work by the Biden campaign these documents reveal. So folks, it's all starting to come together. And none of this would be happening. None of this would be exposed. The swamp wouldn't be terrified and running right now, doing anything they can to run 24-hour news, uh, fake news propaganda to tell you that there's nothing to see here. And most of them will continue to say, that was four years or six years ago. Who cares? That's old news. Yeah, well, in your mind it is, but we're coming for every single one of you. And if Donald Trump had not walked away from the White House, even knowing that he had the legal right to be there, none of this would be exposed. None of it. Not a single bit of it. Not a drop. So, folks, God works on his time and nobody else's. Remember that. God works on his time and nobody else's. Now, I also want to show you something else that Donald Trump did yesterday that I thought was absolutely hilarious. He literally created a page on Truth Social for Jack Dorsey, the former, um, the, the former boss over there at Twitter. And Trump trolled Jack Dorsey by putting, making a profile for him called Saved for Jack. Let me show you what he said here just in case you haven't seen it. Yeah, this is great. This is, this is reminiscent of President Donald J. Trump. Look at this. The Truth Social page for Jack Dorsey. And it says, whenever you're ready, Jack, we're here. This is absolutely reminiscent of President Trump's days on Twitter. And it's so classic. But read over here. Read some of these comments. It says, I've missed the one-liners so much. The other one says, oh, how I love President Trump. <laughs> Another one says, savage. Can we make one for AOC's teeth? <laughs> Folks, the winning, let the winning commence. You're going to start seeing so much winning over the next year to two years. Um, It's all going to be worth it. Everything that we've went through for the last year and a half, two years, will all be worth it. And we'll look back on this day. By the grace of God, we'll look back on this day and we will laugh about it. And we'll say, wow. I mean, we won't laugh about it. Let's let's, let's call a spade a spade. A lot of bad things have happened over the last two years. It's It's never a laughing matter. But what I'm saying is our hearts... Our minds, our body, and souls will be put at ease once this is all over. And God promises that. God does promise that. You're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot from the Granite State, the live-free-or-die Granite State of New Hampshire. And as always, I'll never stop saying it, it's a blessing and an inspiration to do this job every single day, even though I'm losing my voice, even though I'm losing my voice. And I'd like to blame that on Tuesday morning's show, by the way, if I can play the blame game for a minute. Um, Let's give some live shout outs here. We're going to go to Rumble first, as always, because Rumble is our home. So let's uh, let's say hello to uh, Bad Moon. Of course, OzFan says true social beta testing right now. Exactly. A lot of people already have access to it. Alicia Wida, good morning. How does how you doing? Beth Poole. Good to see you, Beth. I hope everything is all right. I disagree, Jeremy. I believe some of the military was monitoring the cyber invasion of our election by China in real time. Oh, I agree, too. I've said that a thousand times. I don't know where we disagree there. I think the Pentagon, 
the Pentagon knew a lot, but Donald Trump was kept away from a lot of that stuff because the Pentagon wanted Trump out. So I think we actually agree there. Uh, Belinda, how you doing? Good to see you, my dear. Thank you for joining in. Rick, thank you very much. And good to see you and thank you for joining in. Larry Reha, my buddy. How you doing? I did get that picture, Larry. I saw it this morning. Um, uh, so thank you for sending me that. Uh, even though I looked at it and I was like, ugh, <laughs> a picture of, uh, of your neck there. It surprised me for a minute. Uh, Brad Burgess, good to see you from Utah. Thank you for br- uh, joining in. Brandon from South Dakota. Let's go over to our Getter family. <clears throat> As uh, the Getter page is growing, folks, we have almost 10,000. We're at 9,800. So if you have a Getter page, please, 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 please follow the page over there. But um, Leslie Lugo, my neighbor to the south down there in Massachusetts. Good to see you. Uh, thanks for joining in. Oh, hold on. We got some sound here we got to get rid of. Uh, Ann Brink. Oh, Ann Brink. We love you. Long time no talk to. Thank you for saying hello. Suzanne, good to see you. Thank you for joining in. Lee Gasparo says, yo, Jeremy. Yo, Lee. Good to see you. Becky, 1964. How are you? Go Blue, 1974. This is James from Judah, Wisconsin. Well, we're going to be opening up the first and foremost section today talking about Wisconsin, so I hope you stay locked and loaded right here. And Heidi, good morning. Glad to see you. Thank you for joining in. Folks, we have already got morning uh, morning rumble rants coming in, and uh, I want to tell you that uh, we are now 99% of where, I, uh, where we need to be for our monthly recurring on JeremyHerald.com, 99%. This is in one month. In one month, we were able to get back what PayPal stole and took from us in one month. And now PayPal stocks are going, are plummeting to hell and we are ascending to heaven where we belong. It's really a wonderful thing. And the slush fund is doing well uh, also. And we're sending money, helping people left and right, folks. We're already on our target to surpass the $40,000 that we want to raise to help everybody out this year. So I'm very, very thankful for that. God bless you. And thank you all for working so hard to get us back where we were. Now, you might notice that you did not get a newsletter this morning. And there's a reason for that. Um, I was busy. <laughs> that's, that's the, uh, that's the only honest to God reason I can give to you is I was just too incredibly busy. We have a lot of things going on at home right now. Some personal things that I don't want to get into just because of, uh, you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to just, I don't want to, how do I want to say this? Some things are personal and private, not about me, but from my daughters. And uh, we're just going to keep that private for right now, but just know that I had to, some fatherly stuff that I had to deal with this morning. So that's why there was no newsletter. However, that did not stop me from doing my morning devotional with the Lord. So we're going to do the newsletter live right now. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to read to you from Jesus Listens, and then we're going to go to the verse that I was going to use this morning to really uh, to really lay the word on you. Here we go. February 17th, year of our Lord, 2022, says, Invincible Jesus Listen to this closely. You are the culmination of all my hopes and desires. You are the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, who is, who was, and who is to come, the almighty. Before I knew you, I expressed my longing for you in harmful ways. I didn't realize that you were the one that I was searching for, and I was ever so vulnerable to the evil around me in the world. But now your presence safely shields me, Enfolding me in your loving care, you have lifted me out of darkness and into your marvelous light. 
Though you have brought many pleasures into my life, not one of them is essential. Wow, that's incredible. Help me to receive your blessings with open hands, enjoying your gifts while holding them lightly. I don't want to cling to anything but you. As I keep turning my attention to the giver of every good and perfect gift, I rest in the knowledge that in you I am complete. I rejoice that the one thing I absolutely need is the one thing I can never lose, your presence with me. What a powerful, powerful message this morning. So we're going to go to 1 Peter 2.9, 1 Peter 2.9, and we're going to uh, read what that says. Here we go, 1 Peter 2.9. It says, but you are not like that, for you are the chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into this wonderful light. What's that saying, folks? That's saying that first we need to acknowledge, understand, and accept the fact that nothing outside of the presence of God is essential and nothing matters outside of being in a relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Literally nothing. Not your friends, not your family. Nothing is more essential than that. And then when you read through 1 Peter 2.9, it tells you, you are not the people to stumble. You are not the people to fall. You are well-equipped. You are well-equipped with the Word of God. You are well-equipped with the Holy Spirit, and you have somebody with you. You have Jesus walking with you. So use all of that and be a light for the world. Show people better than you can tell them. Now, I'll admit, sometimes on this show, I say things that I probably should not say as a Christian. I get that. Literally every show, I either lose my cool or I start calling people names like moron and idiot. I get that. I get that that's not Christian. I get that Jesus would not do that. I am working on that. Sometimes I just get so worked up, I want to call them what they really are. Ignorant, idiotic, stupid, and moronic. Because that's how they are acting. But I am working on that. And I do want to be that light. And I hope that you all want to be that light as well. I hope you all want to be that light as well. All right, folks, we're going to get to the Lord's Prayer now. And as always, if you are wearing a hat, please remove your hat. We need to make this a holy time. Whether you are a believer or not, just for the sake of the show, please, at this point in time, when we say the Lord's Prayer, give that respect to those of us who are saying it. And then maybe, just maybe, you'll hear what we're actually saying. So let's go ahead and pray now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen, folks. And I will ask as I do every day because I know that we can get forgetful or we can be forgetful, especially uh, when we're talking about the Lord and giving uh, glory and, and love and honor to the Lord. 
But folks, we're all in this together. I have a role and so do you. And part of your role as a Live From America family member is to make sure that this video gets out far and wide every single day, twice a day. People will get sick of it. They may say, please stop sharing that. Don't listen to that. You are doing your part to spread the truth and you're doing your part to spread the gospel. And you are the force multipliers, not me. So help me out. Let's get to a thousand shares and let's get to the first and foremost section. But before we do that, let's give some respect to the great Rush Limbaugh. Today is the one year anniversary. The one year anniversary of when the great Rush Limbaugh left this earth and went to be with the Lord. He was an inspiration to so many people. Whether you have a show or whether you don't, he was an inspiration to so many people. He was an inspiration to me. He was an inspiration to so many people that I know. And if it wasn't for Rush Limbaugh, there would be no Jeremy Harrell. There would be no Stephen K. Bannon. There would have been no Andrew Breitbart. Breitbart. There would be no James O'Keefe. Rush Limbaugh paved the road for all of us to be here and to do what we're doing today. At one point, there was one strong conservative voice, and that was him. Now, there are thousands of strong conservative voices out there who represent millions of people, and we cannot be stopped. We are a snowball that is gaining steam, gaining speed, gaining size, gaining momentum, and when we crash into that swamp, we will truly damage it for the rest of America. We will damage it for the rest of our lives, and that is a good thing. We will get rid of this swamp, we will get rid of the rhinos, and we will get rid of the Democratic Party as we see it and know it today. And that is all a thanks to Mr. Rush Limbaugh. I miss him so much as well, folks. I miss him. So, put your cups up, and let's take that first slurp of the day before we get into first and foremost. Here we go. Massive, massive breaking news coming out of the state of Wisconsin concerning the 2020 election, presidential election, I should say. Citizens had ta- have taken matters into their own hands for, for many months in Wisconsin, and they have not got the, uh, the publicity that they've deserved. Every time we hear about another election fraud uh, piece of information, we are on it like glue. These folks, these citizens that I'm about to talk about right now, Over 1,500 of them have kept somewhat silent until now. Citizens took matters into their own hands in Wisconsin, 1,500 of them to uh, to be precise. They've done their own investigation and paid for their own records to be released and done their own canvassing. And what they've uncovered is absolutely astonishing, ladies and gentlemen. What they've uncovered is absolutely astonishing. A group. Uh, investigating Wisconsin election fraud recently presented interim findings about the 2020 election. The informal hearing was held by the Wisconsin Assembly Committee, the WAC, not the WEC, on campaigns and elections in Madison, the Wisconsin capital. Over the last 14 months, this group has had 1,500 volunteers and has spent $60,000 of their own money and crowdfunding to purchase election lists at the state and the county level. They currently use a supercomputer in Texas to process the data through eight stages. Using public document requests, they also gained insight into the Wisconsin Election Administration. By the way, these same lists were given to the Democrats. The Wisconsin employees who did this should be fired, 
charged for theft, um, and never able to uh, hold office ever again. The city of Milwaukee, state databases infiltrated or abused, CTCL, Zuckerberg money basically, national vote at home, and human mules, drop boxes, voting machines, and um, indefinitely confined, ladies and gentlemen. This is an interim report. The group headed by Peter Berniger uh, has much work left to do, including final numbers. About the 2020 Wisconsin election, Berniger says, quote, somebody in our system, somebody is in our system, he said, the, the Wisconsin vote system, the my vote and the DMV. This is what they found out, that somebody is actively in these systems that should not be there. They're adding names, fake voters, casting illegal ballots by the tens of thousands. And they have the proof to show all of this, by the way. Adding names, fake voters, casting illegal votes by the tens of thousands. And this is all evidence that they've recovered. And the people that are adding these, whoever they are, they have no right, responsibility, uh, obligation, or no permission to be in these systems. We have the evidence to back it up, he says. Only the MacLever Institute reported on this event fairly. Others focused on Berniger's investor troubles almost 20 years ago to try to discredit him. Okay? Individuals voted twice using unique voter ID numbers for each one. Massive numbers were registered without either a first name, a last name, or even an address. Apartment buildings with 1,600 people registered uh, had 656 people vote. And one address has not existed for 10 years, but had 359 voters still registered to that one address. Addresses with no occupants cast 113 ballots. And they have the names and the IDs that belong to nobody. 625,000 voters, uh, dead voters found on the voting rolls. 4,300 voters with a 99999 zip code that doesn't exist. 3,400 FIDO keys to access databases distributed throughout Wisconsin. 4.7% DOT failure rate. This means that 46,000 people voted but not verified by the DOT DMV. The city of Hudson grew by 10%, but registrations grew by 128%. Most illegally cast ballots originated from my vote. 26 voters registered at two apartment um, at a two-bedroom apartment. So 26 voters in a two-bedroom apartment building. 290 voters registered at a at a uh, 16 apartment uh, building in La Crosse. 19 registered voters at a newer single-family home in. Uh, hopefully, I say this right. Outagamie, Outagamie County. Registrations have different IDs, but only one letter is made different in the name. The WEC, which is the Wisconsin Election Commission, who should have five of those members charged with felonies right now, recently entered into an agreement with the DMV to not receive signatures. And an e-book creates multiple registrations, 25, a matter of fact, for one person, all with unique voter IDs. And they're actually showing. Let me, put, let me show you the, the, uh, the images here. Here's some of the images, folks that they have as part of the proof to show all this. This is all because of uh, canvassing and paying $60,000 of their own money to get all this information. Let's go back down here. Look at all this. 
They were showing all the proof that back up everything that they said. Now, I'm only scrolling through this so that you can see that they actually put the proof up to back up everything that they said. So this is why, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing, this is why we're doing this. We're doing this in order to pass election integrity laws so that this kind of stuff gets cleaned up and that it can never happen again. Now, I know that there's this, there's this thought process that says if we do not fix what happened in 2020 and hold the people accountable who did the election fraud, then we will never, ever have another free and fair election ever again. And part of that is right. If we don't expose and fix what happened in 2020, then we can no longer have free and fair elections. We're doing that. We're exposing it every day. We're getting all of the uh, information built up, storing up God's wrath, and we're using that information to pass election integrity laws in these states so that they can't cheat again. Look at what happened in Texas yesterday. Look at the information I gave you in Texas yesterday that almost 40% of the mail-in ballots that were sent in, the early mail-in voting ballots, have been sent back and said, nope, can't do it, based on the election laws that have already been passed. So we don't need to see somebody held accountable in order to make sure that we have free and fair voting. Don't mix those two up. We will hold those people accountable, and that day will come. But just because people aren't in handcuffs doesn't mean that we are not fixing what happened in 2020 and probably 2016, 2012, 2008, 2004, and so on and so on. But it is happening. And this kind of stuff, this kind of work that these selfless individuals are getting out there and spending their own time and money to do, this is going to save this country. And it's what allows President Donald Trump to be able to do what he's doing behind the scenes and to be able to tell you he's definitely coming back. The people will be held accountable. He will fulfill his promise to drain that swamp and Hillary Clinton will see justice. And once Hillary Clinton sees justice, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and the rest of them will also see justice. You just have to have faith. Just have to have faith and keep doing what the good Lord is giving us an opportunity to do. And that is expose everything so that we can fix everything. The other fight is to put those people in prison or if God's will is to have them executed, then that's what happens. But Trump's here, folks. He's not going anywhere and he is coming back to that White House. And all of this work is not for nothing. Please believe that. Do not get discouraged that you don't see somebody in handcuffs. It's, the day is coming. The day is coming. All right? So what we're going to do right now is we're going to give the, uh, these 1,500 people, these 1,500 selfless citizens who spent their money, their time, and their effort to uncover all of this and who continue to fight, like Michael Gableman as well, we're going to give them the Smarty Award of the Day right here on Live from America, folks. Terry says it's pretty bad that they have to cheat to win. I agree. It's pretty bad. Ashley says, Jeremy, I want to send you my husband's book he wrote called From Atheist Into... Oh, I didn't see the rest of it. Well, please send it. The address is on the uh, scrolling text at the bottom of your screen. Bobby says, when is Trump coming back? That's the question. I have faith in everything uh, that it happens soon. Well, it'll happen on God's time, right? It'll happen when it needs to, just like all of this that's happening right now kind of needed to happen. 
We cannot have a country. Our children will never have a country if we don't do what we're doing right now. And I got to tell you guys this too. Yesterday, I told you that I wake up every day. I pray to God for my life. I pray to God for the health and, and well-being of my family. And then I pray for each one of you. But what I didn't tell you is that I pray for the armor of God to be on you 24 hours a day, seven days a week as you fight for this country. That's what I pray for you guys for. Because I know you're fighting and I know it's hard. I know you go to work every day as I do. I know you have obligations every day and you wish you could do more. But don't overextend yourself as I try to do. I always try to overextend myself to do more because I never feel like I'm doing enough. But my wife reminds me of something every day. Do what you can do and not anything more. Do what you can do and not another thing after that. Pray for heavenly uh, courage. Pray for heavenly wisdom. But pray for health, uh, heavenly stamina too because we get tired, folks. I, am, I feel beat down every single day. Ask, ask my producer. Ask my wife. Every single day, I say, babe, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this anymore. I feel just so beat down. And guess what I do? I go to the B-I-B-L-E and I get everything that I need to push forward. That's where I get it. And I encourage you to do the same thing. Let's move forward. The other day, I spoke to you about banks and how they are now finally getting into the fight against freedom. I knew that banks and utility companies would be the next woke, um, woke industries and woke organizations that would come after you because they're labeling you as a terrorist. And it's not only happening in Canada, folks. These banks are not just based in Canada. Most of these banks that you bank with are worldwide banks. And if they're not worldwide banks, they're owned by worldwide banks. Chase, you know, all these large, large, large banking companies, Bank of America, they own all these smaller banks. And now they're starting to get into the fight. Look what they're doing to Mike Lindell. Look what they've done to him. And if, and if they're going to do it to somebody that has billions and billions of dollars in their organizations, you don't think they're going to do it to you and I who barely have hundreds? Of course they are, because we don't mean anything to them. They have an agenda, and that agenda is globalism. And the only way that you can achieve globalism is if you literally get rid of freedom. That's the only way. That is the only way. And that is what they're working on right now. They force, and here's the worst part. These banks, they force us to use them. And, and, and somebody said, uh, heading to a credit union. Yeah, I have a credit union as well. But you're not shielded from that either, okay? If these big banks that are working with the federal government and the IRS want to seize everything you've ever worked for, they will, like that. They will seize it like that, and they will cut you off from your funds so you can't get an attorney, so you can't fight them, and then they win. And they force you to do business with them because especially if you have a business like this, like Live from America Media Company, if I want to literally work and have access to things in society in order to function as a business, they force you to use them. This is the entire fabric of the scheme that is the IRS and these big world banks, folks. Now, again, don't just think this is happening in Canada. This is just where it's highlighted right now. So let's go to Canada real quick. And I know Steve Bannon was talking about this this morning, but we're going to touch on it a little further. What is happening right now with Canadian banks? Well, folks, here it is. On Monday, 
Canada's pro, uh, deputy prime minister, said that the government was taking uh, action to freeze bank accounts of protesting truckers and their supporters. The Canadian government has warned that it will freeze the bank accounts and suspend the vehicle insurance of the truckers who continue to form the blockades in protest of the vaccine mandates and the country, as the country declares a national emergency to quell the resulting gridlock. Quote, this is about following the money. This is about stopping the financing of these illegal blockades, said the Canadian Deputy Prime Minister, uh, Christia Freeland, and we played that video. We already played that video. But what I want to show you right now is this. Check out this video because this is Trudeau's justice minister saying that being pro-Trump is now a factor that will decide if your bank account gets frozen under emergency orders. I am not kidding, folks. You can hear it right from his mouth. Here he is saying if you are a pro-Trump Canadian, that could be what gets your bank account frozen and that alone. That alone. Look, you've just compared people who may have donated to this to the, the same people who are funding maybe a terrorist. I just want to be clear here, sir. This is really important. A lot of folks says, look, I just don't like your vaccine mandates and I donated to this. Now it's illegal. Should I be worried that the bank can freeze my account? What's your answer to that? Well, if, I think if you if you are a member uh, of, you know, a, a pro-Trump movement who's donating hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars to this kind of thing, then you ought to be worried. If you are a pro-Trump movement or a person who is donating to this kind of activity, then you ought to be worried, said that pompous little nerd. These people think they have all the power in the world until they find themselves in a position where they have zero power, and then they cry and run away like little gutless turds. See, ladies and gentlemen, President Trump isn't only a threat to the swamp here in the United States of America. He's a threat to the global swamp because the swamp here in the United States of America is funded and employed by the global swamp. So even though Trump has nothing to do with Canada, per se, Canadians are now freezing the bank accounts. The Canadian government is now freezing the bank accounts of anybody who considers themselves pro-Trump. So my question to you is, what are we going to do here? Because when this convoy starts, when this freedom convoy starts here and it becomes bigger than Canada's and there's more, um, there's more people from uh, many more professions that are getting in on this, what do you think is going to happen here? They, this is the groundwork. This is the groundwork that is laid that says that if you are pro-Trump, you are a terrorist and we're going to seize all of your assets and all of your banking, uh, all of your banks, all of your bank accounts. And here's one even further. They're now saying in Canada that if you bring a child to an unlawful protest, you will face tens of thousands of dollars in fines, jail time, and possibly get your child taken away from you. You think this is going to end well, folks? You think that these truckers are actually going to just disperse? You think that Justin Trudeau is going to cave? What you're going to see in Canada is an immovable object meeting an unstoppable force. You're going to see an immovable object meeting an unstoppable force. And it's going to clash. And it's going to spill and drip and drain right down here to the United States of America. The difference between Canada, the United States of America, Australia, and all of these other countries who are trying to impose the same kind of crap on people and take their freedoms is the Second Amendment. That's the difference. 
And I know that sounds stereotypical, and I know that sounds cliche, but ladies and gentlemen, there is no truer statement that I could make on this show today than that. The difference between Canada, Australia, Germany, France, the UK, and the United States of America is the Second Amendment. And militia groups. And the Constitution. And you can't beat God. It's not going to get pretty, folks. It's going to get uglier before it gets prettier. I can promise you that. But I hope that you guys all have the energy to just keep fighting. Because they're already arresting people today. Starting today, they've started to stop issuing warnings. And they're starting to arrest people. So, folks, we got another award to give away. So let's just go ahead and give the Dumb Dumb Award right now to Justin for Trudeau's very, very, very tyrannical leadership up there in Canada. So stupid. So dumb. You're literally about to cause World War III, and you're doing it because you do not want to be embarrassed. And that's one of the worst things that you could do right now. Now, folks, the other day, speaking of all of this uh, tyranny, all of this propaganda, and all of this illegal activity by governments, we touched on this the other day as well, but I believe the Democrats in the United States want war with Russia so bad, which is why they did the Russia gate, Russia hoax, Russia Trump. They want war with Russia so bad. They are now lying like crazy and spreading massive propaganda in order to get the public approval to just go ahead and wage war on Russia. And if you don't believe me, folks, all you have to do is go find on the internet anywhere. You can find it on YouTube, TikTok. You can find it on Rumble, anywhere you go. There are citizens in the Ukraine right now who are putting out videos saying, we are Ukrainian citizens and nothing of what you guys are uh, reporting in uh, Western news is real. It's all lies. Everything that you are hearing is a lie. I watched multiple different videos this morning from Ukrainian citizens that said, your government is lying, your, main, your, your news uh, media is lying, and even leaders in Ukraine are saying, don't tell me what's happening in my own country when we're living here. And you have Putin now mocking Biden about Biden giving him ultimatums and, and orders. Putin's now putting out videos where he's mocking Biden, basically laughing, saying, you have no power here. They want you to believe the bad guy is Putin. Maybe he is. But I'll guarantee you this. That man, Putin, has more passion for his country and his people than Biden or any of the left would have for this country. He wants to protect his people more than these people do. Maybe he's killing people. We don't know. We can't ever be sure anymore, can we? But I can tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. I can tell you this. We know that when our mainstream media gets all in unison and starts saying the same thing, they're lying as fast as their mouths are moving. Lying as fast as their mouths are moving. The current fear-mongering about a supposedly imminent Russian invasion of the Ukraine is a clumsy but convincing piece of propaganda. Remember how the media helped beat the drum to justify a needless, costly war with Iraq in 2003? This is the same thing they're doing now. 
Remember? Weapons of mass destruction. So let us start with the fact Belarus announced on December 2nd, 2021, it would be conducting a military exercise at the Ukrainian border. According to the head of state, the Belarusian-Russian exercise will be held in two stages. The first one will begin within the next few months. This is all quoted, by the way. Quote, we are still making plans, but the first stage will definitely be held in the winter. Everything is ready for this, the president said. They will certainly huff and puff over it, but we will conduct the exercise. We will be reinforcing that part of our border. Russia and Belarus made an additional announcement on December 29, 2021, that said they would be conducting a joint military exercise in February or March in response to NATO military activity in the region. Belarus on Monday announced joint military drills with closely allied Russia on its southern border with Ukraine and accused the NATO um, military alliance of building up offensive capabilities near its borders. I believe that to be true, by the way. NATO is nothing but a bunch of scumbag elitist globalists. I don't believe any of them. United States, NATO, and Ukrainian officials say that Russia has built up forces near Ukraine, sparking fears of looming attack. Moscow denies such an, any such plan. Belarus itself locked in a row with the European Union over migrants camped on its western border, casting it as a response to new military deployments in countries to the west and south of Belarus. Defense Minister Viktor Krenin said that Minsk would hold an exercise with Russia in the medium term. He gave no specific date. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, everybody around the world is saying that what the United States government and what the United States mainstream media is saying is absolutely false. They're spreading propaganda to stir up fear that will give them the public opinion and their public approval to go to war with Russia. Why do we want to go to war with Russia so bad? That's the problem. That's the question. That's the million-dollar question. Why does the de- do the Democrats of the United States of America, why do they want war with Russia so bad? That's the million-dollar question. And nobody can answer that. But the fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, when you get the mainstream media, like I said, all saying the same thing in unison over and over and over again, then there's something to be said for that. Something happened somewhere. It's a sick, sick thing. These people are trying to get us in a war with one of the most powerful countries in the world. And for what? Because the same reason that Liz Cheney and Dick Cheney and the military uh, uh, complex gets us into any war. Money. The the military-industrial complex is all about billions of dollars in control. And like I said, if you watch all of these videos coming out of Ukraine, citizens there are like, we don't know what the hell you're talking about. And it's really sad to say that. You know what I mean? It's really sad to say, as an American who loves my country so very much, that the United States and our swamp and our elitist elected officials are probably some of the worst dictators in the world, giving you the illusion that they represent you in freedom when it couldn't be anything further from the truth. 
I'm sick to my stomach over this government. I am sick to my stomach over these elitist elected officials. And we need to do something about it. And we are doing something about it. But my job every day, regardless of whether people get sick and tired of hearing it or not, is to expose it and to talk about it so that we know the truth and we know what to do. But I am of the opinion that there is no looming war with Russia and Ukraine. And all of it is propaganda, fear-mongering, and little jabs to push people over the edge to cause that same very war so the Democrats can do whatever it is that their agenda is. And I believe, I believe, ladies and gentlemen, it's to push globalism. I really believe that this is just another piece and another part to push globalism. Jeremy, um, Jonathan Wickman shifts to lieutenant governor race um, to uh, power team with Ratham. Yes, actually, I was reached out to by uh, Jonathan Wickman the other day to get him back on the show. And definitely uh, we were talking about that and we're going to have him on the show very soon to talk about that. But I'm reading your comments here and I think a lot of you agree with the same thing that I just said. Now, speaking of corrupt, globalist, money-hungry, power-hungry losers, let's talk about the FDA and Project Veritas's part two of exposing the executive official there at the FDA. What's his name? Chris, uh, hold on a second. There's that Chris Cole. Chris Cole was his name. Uh, the video that was dropped by Project Veritas last night is actually worse than the video dropped the day before. And shout out to Project Veritas for keeping the eyes and the ears on this story because this is one of the top stories in the world and we need to continue to expose this stuff. Here is the second video released by Project Veritas on executive uh, officer Chris Cole with the FDA talking about how it's all for money and it's all for reoccurring revenue and that is it. So they give me more money. Yes, that's great. And increase the chance of uh, an approval. Well, the dirty stuff is never really publicized. I mean, yeah, but there's, it's, come there's, on, more it's pre- there's more pressure. There's more pressure to prove something. They tone down the impact of the user fees on their operations. Because they know they're dependent on the drug companies and the vaccine companies and these other companies for their agency to operate. It will be a recurring um, fountain of revenue. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of uh, uh, money. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. Well, there's a money incentive for uh, Pfizer and the drug companies to um, promote um, additional vaccinations. Like how um, much money do they get? Well, I mean, um, it's, well, it'll be, it'll be a recurring um, fountain of revenue. It might not be that much initially, but it'll be recurring if they can, if they can get every person required at an annual vaccine. That is a recurring return of um, uh, money going into their, their company. Okay, so like if they mandate it for these toddlers, right. then right. it's the guaranteed income. It. Right, at some level. So do you think that's part of the reason why? Well, that's the, I don't think that's the reason, but th- that's obviously um, one, of, that's one of the benefits. Right. They clearly want it. Um, also for that reason. A long time ago, uh, Congress approved uh, user fees for FDA. Basically, we charge the industry 
uh, millions of dollars in order to hire more drug reviewers and vaccine reviewers, uh, which will speed up the approval process so they make more money. Like our budget's like, Excuse me. Sorry, it's like five, five and a half billion. <laughs> Wait, five and a half billion for what? FDA's budget. There's almost a billion dollars a year going into FDA's budget from the people we um, regulate. What do you mean the people? Well, the drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies. First of all, let me just stop this right here. Let me stop this right here. How stupid these people are, and they must want to be whistleblowers if you think about it, because why would this guy, or anybody else, by the way, be talking to anybody and I get it. He's on a date. He's thinking with the, the wrong. We'll just leave it at that. He's on a date and he's showing off. I get that. But wouldn't you be weary now that Project Veritas does what it does? Wouldn't you be weary of all of this? You know what I mean? Before you just go out and, and spew things and, 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 and just say things. You know what I mean? That's the greatest part about this is that they get these stupid sex-hungry men, and they get them out on dates with these beautiful women, and they just talk. I think it's great. I think it's a great tactic because you never know who you're dating or never know what you're going to... But this guy, these guys are showing off. That's what... The, when I see this stuff, I see a person showing off their power, and they deserve to be caught, and their company... And, and the FDA deserves to be completely wiped out, just like the IRS. Just like the IRS, reformed from the top to the bottom... FBI, CIA, NSA, they're all corrupt scumbag individuals, every one of them, and we know it, and we know it, and they're not going to give up, folks, they're not going to give up lightly, this is, like I said, this is going to get uglier, or it gets better, but there is light at the end of the tunnel, let's continue to play this. There's not a direct correlation, I think sometimes the agency... Um, whitewashes the impact of the user fees. They tone down the impact of the user fees on their operations because they know they're dependent on the drug companies and the vaccine companies and these other companies for their agency to operate. On the overall impact on approvals, I don't think it has an impact on um, FDA operations. Okay. On, you know, on general i mean obviously there are some people in the agency which might think more favorably on some drug the drug companies mm -hmm. that are in the approval process so if you guys want to see the whole video just go to james o'keefe's uh go to his website go to his uh instagram go to his telegram he puts all of the videos uh on there as well especially probably telegram is your most safest to go to that you know it's actually going to be there but here's the problem folks and it's something that we've known for a long time the FDA is working hand-in-hand hand with Pfizer, Moderna, and all these pharmaceutical companies. And, they're and the, what's that? The squeaky wheel gets the grease? The squeaky wheel gets the grease, folks. And the FDA is getting a lot of grease. They're getting so much money yearly, annually, from these pharmaceutical companies to basically approve their products and to uh, Quietly remove all of the other drugs that are out there that are cheaper that can do better. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, Regeneron. All of those drugs that have been known to be wonderful, life-saving drugs for uh, viral infections in the past. Now you can't get them. Monoclonal antibodies, can't get them. Nope. Nope. Can't get any of that stuff anymore. You only can buy this stuff. And the FDA, the federal government... 
works with these companies in order to make, to make billions of dollars, and they can't make billions of dollars off a pill that only costs uh, you know, a penny. And that's what it's all about. And that is why every single person who's watching this show right now needs to be done with COVID. Done. Don't wear another mask. Don't mask up for another person ever again. Don't take another booster shot. If you've already taken the vaccine, don't take another one. It's all a lie. It's all garbage. It is all garbage. And I don't even want to hear from somebody, well, if I don't get it, then I can't do this. If I don't get it, then I can't stay here. If I don't mask up, I can't go there. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. It is that mentality that has allowed this to go from 15 days to slow the spread to wear a mask for the rest of your life. Get a vax or don't get to eat. Oh, well. If I can't go outside of the confines of this state ever again, oh, well. I'd rather live free in my own little world than have to be oppressed if I want to join in in society. Oh, well. Don't put on another damn mask for another person. Pardon my French. Now, last week, we showed you a comedian, and you've seen it. The comedian was up there bragging about the booster, right? Bragging about the booster. Oh, by the way, before I get to that, let me just tell you that we know three people that just had a miscarriage, and they took the vaccine. Three people, three out of three, we know that just had miscarriages. Me and my wife know them personally. And they all took the vaccine recently and all had miscarriages. By the way, we saw this comedian bragging. Oh, I've been triple vaxxed, four times vaxxed. I've been vaxxed so many times, blah, blah, blah. And Jesus loves me more than all of you. Well, she passed out, fractured her skull, then went on live TV a few days later with glasses on because there must, she must have some blood, you know, blood vessels burst in her eyes from when she fell or something and said she will never ever take another booster shot or another annual shot ever again. So she must believe after saying that she must believe that she fell and hit her head because of the fact that she took the vaccines or else she wouldn't come on live TV and then say, I'll never take them again. Well, we have another incident that happened folks this time, a German TV, uh, news host who was pushing for the vaccine and pushing for vaccine enforcement. She just got her booster and live on TV. She passed right out. Check this out. Incredible. He said, let's watch that again. Let's watch that again. Watch how scary this is. Watch the look in her eyes. She can't even continue to talk. She looks possessed almost. Somebody said, somebody said she looks like 
She had a stroke. That's exactly what it looked like. It looked like a stroke. But she was literally in the moment talking about vaccine enforcement. And then that happened. Now, I don't laugh at that. I don't go, that's what you get. I was sad when I saw that. I was sad when I saw the look in her eyes and her soul leave her body. That's what happened. You can tell when somebody goes lifeless. Even though she was alive, she was lifeless. And you're going to have everybody in the world say, well, you don't know if that was from the the vaccine. Well, isn't it funny that Bob Saget died from some kind of blunt trauma force to the head, but yet the family does not want any more... uh, Anything put out about it again? I wonder why. This is happening all over the world. People are losing babies all over the world. People are passing out and dying all over the world. Athletes are falling down. Some dead on the soccer field. Why? Why is this automatically starting to happen every, all over the world, guys? Somebody asked, did she recover? I don't know. I don't know. And like I said, no part of me was happy to see that even though she was in the middle of talking about vaccine enforcement, how she supports it. No part of me was happy. It scares me. You want to know why it scares me? Because I have very, very close family members and very close friends who have taken this vaccine and are now going to take the booster. And I am pleading with them. I am every day pleading with them, do not do this. And they don't listen. They think that I'm some crackpot, right-wing, tinfoil hat-wearing loser. And it sucks. It sucks as bad as it sucks to see your friends who are non-believers that you just want to help save, get out of the way of eternal darkness, and they just don't want to hear it. It feels that same way. I look at my family and friends every day, ones who are non-believers and ones who want to get this booster and these vaccines, and I think to myself, can you just listen for a minute? Can you look at the data for a minute? Can you just read the Bible once? And they don't want any part of it, and it sucks. I hate it. It's one thing I hate in life. It's the fact that I can't help somebody. Sitting here thinking about it right now makes me want to tear up and cry because I'm thinking about these people's lives. I want to help them. I want to save them. And I can't. I can't. But we keep trying, right? We keep pushing forward. And we keep trying. Now let's end the show on a a happy note, shall we? Yesterday we talked about Ron DeSantis being hugely popular in the state after just barely winning the governorship last time, now, ladies and gentlemen, he is so popular, he is literally destroying every Democratic challenger to that governor's seat. Nobody is going to win in Florida but Ron DeSantis. I can bet you that. But that's not the only thing that's great about Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Florida is hitting record, record... Barometer. excuse me. Oh, we're going to play that in a minute. I forgot about that video that I had. We're going to play that one in a minute. But Florida is seeing record number of tourists... A record number of tourism, ladies and gentlemen. In 2021, 118 million Americans visited Florida trying to get a break from oppression, trying to get a a break from tyranny, trying to get a break from masks and vax COVID talk and, 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 and mandates. 
118 million people visited Florida in 2021, the highest number of domestic travelers in the history of the state. Uh, he, uh, Governor DeSantis tweeted out, our fellow Americans know that in Florida, they can expect sunshine, great hospitality, and freedom. Great hospitality and freedom. A third of our country visited Florida to get away from oppression and tyranny. What does that tell you about the red wave that's getting ready to come? What does that tell you? Even Ilhan Omar, in all of her ignorance and law-breaking and incest, is actually starting to tweet some common sense stuff out about the trucker convoy and other things. Why? Because they know what's coming. Why do you think? That Nancy Pelosi went on TV over the last few days and keeps trying to now point, uh, paint the Democratic Party as a party that does not want to defund the police. Why? There's nothing for them to run on. They know this red wave is coming, hence why you have a January 6th committee. Hence why they're trying to bring charges up on President Trump in Georgia and New York. They're doing any desperate thing they can to keep these powerful people away from Washington, D.C. And guess what? You're not going to win. You're not going to succeed. We're coming for every one of you. I say it every day. Big shout out to Governor DeSantis. Big shout out to all those people who are looking for freedom. And big shout out to those record number of tourists that visited Florida in 2021. 118 million? Wow. Somebody said, we work for rental cars and told that they are sold out constantly. Of course. And it, it's, you know, the price of a hotel in Florida right now? Pew. And good for them. Good for them. I'd gladly go down there and pay the cost. Help that economy out down there. Good for them. All right. Let's go to this last story. And this is, just, this is another story that's going to make you smile, folks. And that is what Governor Glenn, Glenn Youngkin did uh, yesterday in the great state of Virginia. Every governor right now knows what it takes to win, and that is govern for the people. Don't be a, lead, uh, don't be a, uh, a, a tyrant to the people. Be a leader to the people. And being a leader to the people means that being with the people, that you're putting your hands in the dirt right along with them, and you're listening to the people. And that is what Governor Glenn, Glenn Youngkin did yesterday in Virginia by signing Senate Bill 739 into Virginia state law, making school mask mandates or any mask mandate illegal in the state, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Governor Glenn Youngkin gave us all a scare there that he was going to be a rhino, but ever since he's actually taken the seat, of the governor there, he's doing. He's following in the footsteps of Governor Ron DeSantis. And the same thing with Carrie Lake when she takes over Arizona. These strong people are listening to the people that they represent. And it is now illegal in the entire state of Virginia to have a mask mandate. It is left up to the person and the individual to make that decision. The best part about this bill signing, which I'm about to show you in a minute, is he handed the pen that he signed the bill with he handed that pen to a little girl who was suspended nine times from school for not wearing a mask. Now, we played a video of that little girl months ago, and he had her there, and he gave her that pen, that pen that he signed that bill with. Who, this little girl suspended nine times from school. should never have to experience something like that, but she did because of tyrants, and this was the great, great move by Governor Glenn Youngkin yesterday. Check this out. It is my distinct privilege and honor 
to be able to sign Senate Bill 739 into law in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Of course, you see the new attorney general, Ant. He's right here. And, of course, you see Winston Sears right here. See, here's the attorney general, and here's Winston Sears right here. Just awesome. Just awesome trio of governing there in the great state of Virginia. So good job, Glenn Youngkin. Keep doing what you're doing, and you will be a, a, a person that's uh, a public servant for a very, very, very long time. Bright future. For him and Governor Ron DeSantis. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Live from America today. Again, you guys have been incredible with funding this show. If anybody wants to fund any more, they can just go to JeremyHerald.com. Sign up to be a donate, a monthly donor right there. Do a one-time donation. Every little bit helps. we got a lot of new store items coming this week. I'm very excited. Very, very excited to get them up on the store for you guys, and I'll let you know, let you all know when they get there, okay? God bless each and every one of you. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep that head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I love each and every one of you like you're the, like you living in my house. And I can't wait to come back at 5 p.m. tonight for more Live from America. Have a good, uh, good day, folks. Keep your families close and spread the gospel. See you later.